Ahoy hoy, character arc listeners! Welcome to the Animele Podcast. Each episode, Nick and Ted try to convince their friend Richard that anime isn't just for weirdos living in their mother's basements. Join us as we make Richard watch our favorite animes, get his opinions, and then see what happens. Will he like it? Let's find out. Hey guys, your co-host Nick here. And Ted. And I'm Richard. It's time for another episode. Last time we did Parasite the Maxim. Richard disappointed everyone. <laughs> Boo. Or did, <laughs> or did Parasite disappoint everyone? <laughs> I guess to each his own, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Ted, what are we watching this week? This week we are watching Soul Eater. Soul Eater. Done. Um, Done. So this one, Richard... I'm going to go ahead and just throw my prediction out straight from the get-go. Richard's going to hate it. <laughs> I yeah. actually, I feel like he might enjoy it, but not for the core aspect of it. I, I think yeah. he might enjoy the aesthetics. I, I joke because I it's this anime is very anime-y. Uh, it's very over the top. Over the top. Yeah. yeah. And they, they just kind of embrace the fact that it's an anime and it's a cartoon and they can do whatever the fuck they want. But I will add, he did mention in the last anime that there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't enough off the walls, crazy there action. Is, I can't, I don't know this anime. I've heard this name of this one before at least, but I don't know anything about it. But there is, there is a world in which something, I mentioned this in Parasite, that it was, it tried too hard to be grounded, which made me not right. like it's bullshit. Right. So now if we've this gone is the other just way. all bullshit, I might like it for that. See, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I don't like you trying to mix the things. That's what I don't like. I guess. Well, no matter what, I feel like even in some crazy anime or whatever story, they're going to try to have some semblance sure. of logic. So we've got a we've got one up, one down for me liking this thing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, and we'll, we'll go ahead and give you the little premise behind the show. Um, so Soul Eater is basically set in this world that's kind of parallel to ours. Uh, like, they do kind of make references to, like, France and Italy. And certain, you know, historical, cer- certain historical landmarks, stuff like that. And people. Um, yeah, and people, too. Like, yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the bad guys is referenced as Jason. Like, he's got, like, a shirt that says 13 on, and he's got, a, like, a bag over his oh. head, and he's got, like, a knife. There's some like, historical ones. Yeah, uh, there's like, uh, Al Capone. There's yeah, uh, um, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, they, you know, they, they've got some stuff in there. But basically, in this world, people that are evil are evil because they, they murder humans and they consume their souls. And the consumption of human souls over time taints you and makes you evil. And the more souls you eat, the stronger you become. The Grim Reaper, basically has created a school to teach people how to kill these things. Yeah. Um, He's enjoying it already. <laughs> <laughs> and it became... I was going to make a Highlander joke, but can there only be one Soul Eater? <laughs> but then it got so weird with the whole school thing that I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I'm, I can't. Yeah, no, it's, it's this weird thing where all the students are, the, the, the goal of the school is there are weapons and there are Meisters. So there are some humans that have the ability to turn into weapons and then humans that have the ability to harness those weapons and increase their power. So they pair up together to fight these bad guys. Right. So the school is based on the idea of like they're all Grim Reapers in training, essentially. Shinigami, at least in the Japanese. And so they are hunting those 
corrupted souls that he's talking about. They're also known as Kishin. Kishin eggs Kishin is eggs, what they yeah. refer to. A Kishin is what they would become if they ate enough souls to become like a deity, an evil deity, basically. Right. So they call anything that hasn't reached that point yet more or less a Kishin egg. Which translated from, because well, kanji is still Chinese. It's ghost god. <laughs> okay. Anyway, at a certain point, we're going to watch this because you guys just said yeah, a whole bunch no, of stuff. Yeah, yeah you're going to love it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Yeah, no, it's, gonna... it's, it's yeah, it's kind of it's a very interesting thing, basically. And that's these meisters is what they're called, and the weapons when they kill one of the Kishin eggs, the the weapon gets to absorb the soul from the evil thing, and that makes the weapon stronger. And the wep- the, their goal is to turn the weapon into a weapon that can be used by the Grim Reaper called a, a Death Scythe. So with this type of story, the animation, uh, I will have to say, because it's Studio Bones, which does a lot of good work. A lot of this more well-known animes, they do the animation for it. I think you'll at least enjoy the style. You guys ready to go? Yeah, let's I get it. Uh, let's get into it. Let's watch some soul watch eaters. Soul eaters. Let's eat some eat yeah. souls. Welcome back. Richard here. We just finished watching the first three episodes of Soul Eater. Soul the prologue Eater. is complete. The, the prologue, prologue is, is complete. complete. I was told so specifically by the narrator, <laughs> who there isn't actually a narrator until that point, but sure. Uh, he narrates the beginning. <laughs> okay. Did he? Yeah. 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 He did. I like to think it's the sun. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> yeah. he's always there hanging out in the background watching... Seeming to really enjoy himself. Right, yeah. Um, just loving these kids. Happy to be there. Shining some light. <laughs> I will say that um, we didn't actually talk about me watching a fourth episode or not, partially because we are on a time limit right now. I don't think that'd actually be possible. I will tell you guys this, though. I would watch a fourth episode of this. Really? <laughs> See? Because I, I think, for me, just understanding Richard's logic, it's just crazy. It's just... Well, there's a, there's a couple. It, it's weird. I mean, yes. It's quirky. It is wacky enough in itself wacky, that I go. don't feel that push and pull that I had with Parasite, where right. it wanted to be like this serious sci-fi thing for me to take serious, like super take serious. Uh-huh. This is this is a video game world. This I is was just, that's what I wanted to say. 100% the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> this is what I wanted to say in the prologue, in our prologue. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, I missed that chance. The, yeah, it's a video game. I mean, it is quite literally the Mario Brothers world. It is quite... Because, okay, there's that kind of jaunty, repetitive tune that happens whenever they're in the school halls. Yeah. Everything has a weird face for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Everything. (laughs) everything. Even poles, trees, buildings, (laughs) the sun and moon. (laughs) So it's weird. And actually, because we were... Well, not only because we were under a time limit, but uh, they talked about... Nick and Ted had talked about maybe not watching the first three episodes. And we had all agreed to watch one, two, and then five, I think, Nick, is what you said. Yeah. To give me a taste of something further in. But then I was given the choice after we watched the first two. And I wanted to watch the third one because I was already into it in in this way. Again, where it differs from Parasite, we spent a lot of time talking about Parasite, where I was, where you guys spent a lot of time talking about what happens later. Right. And how it's different and evolves. But my thing about Parasite was I wasn't interested. Right. Like, it didn't. It didn't hint enough at that or set it up or get me invested in the characters in the way that this did. This was just each episode is just the introduction of of, of these sets of characters. But it, 
for one, establish a dynamic between the characters, like the sets, the the meisters right. and their weapons. Like they each had their own special dynamic between the two of them. Uh, in most cases, one of either the weapon or the moisture was a little bit more mature, a little bit more capable, and the other one was kind of like learning from them. It wasn't always consistent. Right. right. It showed me different flaws that each pair had that I can then. Even though I don't know what their journey is going to be like, you can anticipate. I it. know what their conflict is going to be. Right. I know what they're going to have to get better at, and what kind of things are going to cause problems for them. I understood the world well enough that I knew it could go a bunch of different places. I have some questions, but I'm also okay with the fact that I have some questions because I have confidence that it's prob- they're probably going to be answered in this. I this is because one thing you guys kept like pushing was like, well, this is only a for parasite. Was this is only a small part of a story? But see. This is exactly what I meant with in three episodes. You should be able to set up that world and those characters, though, so that I want right. to keep watching. And I think that this this one did that. Which I will... is funny to me because this this particular anime is like 50, 54 episodes. So it is so, more than twice as long as Parasite. Yeah. So there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that I love it right now. Yeah. I can't tell you honestly whether or not I... Like, there's a lot of things standing in my way. It is hella anime yeah. in a lot of ways. That is, <laughs> it, is, it is fighting with me to not like it <laughs> every turn. But from a story standpoint and a character standpoint... I would have definitely at least watched the next episode. And okay. I probably will still do that. I right. can't tell you I'll watch 50 episodes of it. I don't know yet. Right. I, I actually really like the next couple episodes because I know we talked about skipping episodes three and four. And it, it's not that episodes three and four take anything away. Four is actually a really great episode because four is the first, yeah, yeah. The first fight outside of the prologue. So it involves all of the characters instead of just a set. Um, right, and right. It, it actually starts to progress the story. Um, the reason I was going to skip to number five was because in episode five, you meet a character that throughout the episode, he gives you a very in-depth explanation of how their souls work together as meisters and weapons. As to why like their partner does. That's some of where my questions are. But I, but again, I, I knew that like, I didn't feel the need to say it while we were watching because I do feel like, well, there's. I I I trusted the show enough that it was going to tell me yeah. these things. They I, he he literally describes it as a rock star playing an electric guitar, and if you don't have the electric guitar plugged into an amp, it only makes so much noise. But the amp is the weapon, and when you plug it into the weapon, the amp magnifies the sound times a billion, and that's that's kind of the analogy that he uses. It's on top of that, in that analogy, they also explain that uh, the characters complement each other, which is pretty evident. Your souls can, you yeah, yeah, your souls cannot match. You you could potentially not be able to be a, a weapon and meister pair based right. on your, your soul's compatibility with one another. So, for example, a small spoiler, but it's really in the next episode. <laughs> um, as you see with Soul and Black Star, Black Star now they seem to be really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are incompatible. With each other. They decide that they want to be a little double dude duo for a moment there, and it goes absolutely horrible for them. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I mean, that's a, that's a really great setup where you actually, because that's what you want to achieve when you write characters in a drama, or, or I use drama in like the traditional narrative sense, not it's a, this is yeah. a comedy like game, a drama, drama. Or whatever. but yeah. yeah, like when you're writing dramatic narratives, you want the characters to showcase different facets of themselves, bring it out, make them... Like, 
contrast them, compare them, you know, and this, the pairings do that really well. Not only with the pairings within the Meister and the Weapon in each episode, but also you can tell how when the groups, like something I could see and anticipate is when these groups then have to work together as a larger team, I could see where they would have conflicts and mm-hmm. interesting ways they could complement each other. No, that it definitely comes into play much later. Uh, one of the fights further on where like Maka and Soul they disobey direct orders because they have a personal grudge against one of the bad guys. Um, and it's this whole thing where they kind of have them. It, it's supposed to be Black Star and Tsubaki that are fighting this person. And they kind of have this little moment where they're kind of like arguing about it. And then Black Star is like, fine, you know, I'll go, I'll go get the bigger person. It's like, you can, you can take this. I want to ask a question. Okay. Uh, I want to mention something that I really like. Then I also want to not completely ignore the things that I don't like. <laughs> well, actually, that was I wanted to talk about that because I can anticipate what it is that you don't like. Part of I think some listeners to this are going to be in my position where you don't really like anime. And me saying that I really like this so far, I, I'm I'm impressed by the particularly because we've only watched two thus far. So like, yeah, compared to two, like the structure, the way this setup, I like a lot. But if you're in my shoes and you don't really like anime, there's going to be a lot of things you have to get over yeah. when you watch this. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> going to add that I think, although I can't really say, it's a possibility, but because it was a prologue. Although, I don't know why they would call it a prologue, because essentially you could just not call it a prologue and just start the series as it did. Yeah, yeah it, I think the yeah, reason no. that they call it a prologue is because there's actually nothing that happens in the first three episodes that truly moves the plot of the the base story well along. that's kind of typical it introduces things that come full circle fashion. like some of the characters come back like mafune comes back uh-huh. the sword and the witch angela the little kid angela right like they come back later on in several episodes and stuff like that but it doesn't actually introduce anything to the story plot i would argue that it would need to be it shouldn't need to be called a prologue because if you if you take a look at like this is something we've all seen uh, I'll just use the original series, which is Full Metal Alchemist, um, where he's in Lior. That is essentially a prologue, but it does come back. We're, right? yeah. But we're, they don't call it a prologue. It's just the where the series starts. I think we're splitting hairs in a way that doesn't actually matter, which is that right. a, every single story has a prologue. It's Or if you, I mean, if you, Ted, you know story structure, it's called The Ordinary World. It's when yeah. you visit a character before things have changed that are the plot. That happens whether you call it a prologue or not. A story just has that part of it. Yeah. It's just weird that the story called Hold out, this is, this the, is the end, end of, of the, the prologue. prologue. Yeah. 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 I, every every story has that. It's just at the... at In the first movie, uh, in, the, in the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, when Frodo puts the ring in his pocket and starts walking down the road... Gandalf doesn't go, this is the end of the prologue. Yeah. But it is. It's a pro. There's yeah. No, yeah, that's the exposition. So I guess that's the idea. What did you think of the character pairs? Oh, uh, this is where we go into the, the parts where it's harder for people who do not like anime of certain tropes that they have to overcome. Well, first, I will answer that question. But first, my one of my questions is the, the weapons. Yes. What happens when they become like the thing? Do they, the are, death they scythe? are they dead now? Are they do they still have consciousness? Um, <laughs> uh, Maka's dad, the the one that he kept the like chopping yeah. the, the the guy that's women womenizer. He's that's a death scythe. Yeah. yeah, he's a death scythe. <laughs> that's his. Yeah. So uh, they're still just yeah. They, they are still just partners. Yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah. They don't like die. No. 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 Extra they die. they just they become strong enough to be wielded by death himself if he were if he wanted to. Uh, but you do actually learn later on in season, at the end of season one... So then one, what do the maestros get out of it then? They're the ones that 
train the weapons. Uh, and they also, it, it goes into this too, they grow stronger themselves too because they have their own soul wavelength. And as they get stronger, their soul gets bigger and they there can skills. put more. Um, can what they, they become death? Uh, I mean, they, they more or less can perform the same duties as yeah. death, I guess you could say. I don't know that they could literally become you know, Grim Reaper with Death the Kid. It kind of seems like that's a lineage thing, but they essentially perform the same duty. Who did Death fuck to have a child? The, the, it never. <laughs> yeah, it, you never. You never find out. I figured it was uh, just, yeah. Who's he opens up fucking? his void <laughs> and Death the Kid comes out. Um, but they do go into it at one point. There are multiple Death Scythes. And he has them stationed all over the world at different points of the world. And they're kind of like the the leader hubs for the different like DWMA touch points. Is there ever any question about the nature of like why they're loyal to him? Yes. Okay. There there actually is a lot of stuff also, later on where mm-hmm. they get into is death really a good guy or not? That's what I would hope. Yeah. I, I, did, I can't say that I knew that was going to be the case, but I was kind of hoping that would be the case the way the story goes because it's such a weird premise. And I think they set it up well enough that if that became a question, it would be a good way for the series to go. Yes. But see, this is kind of what I'm talking about, too. Like, early in the show, show can tease you just enough to know what to look for later. As far as the question about the actual pairs, though, I mean, when you get into the specifics of the characters, it does become a little harder for me in the sense that I do like that it's set up conflict and it's clear and I could watch it. I probably would rather play it as a video game because mm. they're not... In- at least right now, which I understand they might deepen later, but they're not incredibly deep characters. They're, right. they're, they're pretty one note. And they're, by Western standards, like, Soul <laughs> is kind of a gross person. I know that he's the weapon in that situation, yeah. but all he ever does is talk about her flat chest yeah. and how big-tittied women are just better. Exactly. I mean, that's not exactly what he says, but that's, yeah. that's, that's the, the yeah. yeah. He's and just he's not the to, yeah. only one who's that way, really. He is the only one that explicit about it. And the show does combat it a little bit. I mean, like, his maestro is kind of like, you know, does stand up to the fact that that's not how he should treat her, but not not in a way that's super meaningful. Right. <laughs> right. Can I also add, this is... I'll first say, when I first watched the series, like, however, over 10 years ago, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not it was, new, that's yeah, for sure. It was a little hard for me to get into because I couldn't wrap my head around the idea of a human transforming into a weapon. But, you know, I was, you know, suspending that sort of problem. But getting into it, if you note, when the weapons, the people turn into weapons, whenever it's a guy, they're fully clothed. But when it's a girl, they're topless. I... It doesn't show it much in the beginning, but I do feel like I've seen some later episodes where it shows death or what is Maka's dad's name? Um, uh, spirit. Spirit, yeah. Uh, where it shows them in when they're like reflections in their blades. And I do think yeah. they're shirtless. Only not for guys. He's always wearing a suit. Soul's always wearing his hoodie. I'd have to double check. It, yeah. it definitely doesn't do it as much because it does it for the women every time. Every time. They are not clothes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the show, the, I mean, and I know that with anime particularly, probably the further you go back, the worse it is, that it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a cultural thing. Yeah. But from our standpoint in 2020, you know, it makes them... It's okay for a character to have flaws and to be like sexist or whatever. And if that's part of the character and it's part of like you're not supposed to like them for that reason. Right. And I would say it plays with that a little bit 
but not enough to whereas at a certain point it just makes the characters not likable. Yeah. It just makes them not like mm-hmm. like I don't think I'm supposed to be rooting for you, but you're kind of an asshole. Right. Because I mean, and then it goes with with Death the Kid the same thing where he just straight up grabs their breasts and just squeezes them both and then criticizes it, them for not being the same, which he's not even criticizing for one person's not being the same. He's criticizing for two completely different women not having completely symmetrical breasts, which <laughs> right. is I understand that part of his character is that desire for some symmetry. But it's just weird. It's just they do they do tone it down. Yeah. Um, it, I know that because yes. I started rewatching the mm-hmm. series so that I, I would kind of have it a little bit more fresh in my mind. It is a lot more prevalent in these three intro episodes than it is in the rest of the entire anime mm-hmm. for some weird reason. It's, it's also that like spectacle kind of. Now thing. there's always spirit and his womanizing with like the strip club and stuff like that. But it's post this. It, it is kind of more limited to him. That's also the that's what that's what HBO does too. If you watch any HBO show, there's a bunch of naked people in the first three episodes, and after that, there's a lot less. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's it's, it's a tease. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, I I just I think it's worth noting because part of part of liking is a character is agreeing with their moral standards, yeah. and you know, right. Again, a character can be chauvinistic, or even be a woman, or have like a lot of sexual proclivities, even. But they, this this show, at least the early part of it, downright is just like, I am judging you one hundred percent based on your physical appearance and nothing else. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. well, that's it, not something you can get behind super easily. As far as souls, they do kind of play that out where he was just saying that to get next to the witch, or the the cat Blair, sure, so that he could kill her. Also, um, soul. Don't name a character in your show soul when the word soul is soul. so important to the story because yeah. then it's a little confusing. It conflates, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It's just like, and just in writing in general, you're not supposed to use two characters that have similar sounding names, let alone when you're going to be talking about collecting souls all the time. Oh, his name yeah. is Soul Eater. Yeah. Well, Soul's, I mean, Soul's name is Soul Eater. Yeah. It's not better. I know, I know. I just, I just. they're also Soul Eaters. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that dynamic between them, though, from a more removed standpoint. Like, I like that he's a little reckless and she's a little more controlled, controlled, and everything like that. Yeah. And I like Reserved. this kind of the same thing about Black Star and his weapon. I like that she can. I, I don't remember Black Star's weapon's name. Subaki. Subaki. Yeah. I like that she can change shapes and weapon types. I thought that made for very interesting action. Mm-hmm. I like that Black Star was impulsive but also clearly had a power that if he harnessed right would be very like unbeatable yeah it's such a it's a cliche kind of thing for anime he's the he's the goku the yeah the the, he's goku. the naruto yeah naruto yeah, just, the, yeah but i liked it i liked the setup it was good i didn't really care for death kid that much i liked his weapons especially when they fought together though yeah. when they do backflips and switch which one is the gun and which one is the yeah holder, that's fun yeah that was fucking badass and I would, I'd like to see that in a, like done in like a live action movie because that would be a really cool effect. It's right. just a yeah. really cool idea. That was. Cool. I have a question. How do you feel about how he holds his guns? <laughs> the pinkies. It's fine. I, <laughs> Is it fine? I, that I, was my biggest grave. I was it, like, what? <laughs> it's just a. I, I think it would be weirder to me if I saw it in live action. But being anime, that was one thing I just immediately was like, yeah, whatever. It's weird. <laughs> Fun, yeah. fun little thing for the Thompson sisters. They go into this fun little backstory at some point as to how the kid came about meeting them. And they actually used to be 
they were like street women and they would rob people with each other because they were both guns. Some, I can't remember exactly what happened, but Kid basically found them mm-hmm. and turned them to the DWMA. Sounds uh, like it's a drug. I, I'm just going to say DWMA. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like. I like them a lot. I like uh, that pair a lot. Pair it almost makes you wonder why there isn't like. Are there later? Do they still they, they have pairs that are two yes. men and two women? Yes, because that that's not weird. It's not weird that they're always opposite in the intro. Just it would be weird that the show never showed that. Well, because you give they me the do... Tom, if you give me the girls, the, the Thompson is that what they're called? Thompson the Thompson sisters. sisters yeah. If you give me them, and one of them were just the weapon, and one of them were the Meister, I'd be like, cool. I wouldn't miss Death the Kid at all. I'd right. Be, they're, yeah. they're, those, those chicks are cool. They yeah. do introduce <laughs> other students. Um, mo- majority of the other students are introduced in season two. Uh, the character that you meet in episode five is Professor Stein, um, and he, the weapon that he uses mostly is spirit. He's he's strong enough to wield spirit. There was also the case with oh I just forgot the person's name um just the the sword Ragnarok oh Krona and Ragnarok Krona, there we go, uh, yeah. Krona and Ragnarok are both males he's an interesting character as well I really like that concept where it's part well I don't know though he's just... literally bonded with his weapon yeah um, he was experimented on by a witch and his weapon is bonded into his bloodstream yes when he's introduced it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun situation. When he gets introduced is when it really starts to become more, um, artsy. Uh, like the episodes themselves start to have a lot more of like subtext yeah. and like inner thought of humanity. It's where it starts to kind of culminate and actually goes. It has a forward trajectory because right now you're seeing each different characters. Right. Yeah. The, the prologue. Yeah. Right. It's all. Just um, in, it's all. It's getting started. Yeah. yeah. So and then at this point it starts to culminate and then there's a central. The central theme is basically fear and madness are the two controlling factors to destroy the world. And if you fall into fear and madness, then it's a, it's just a downward slope. It's just fear and madness. Yeah. But yeah, this anime, I mean, obviously it's even despite it being more stylistic and seeming, it's very Halloween themed and Gothic themed, yeah. which is nice. I like that. While it seems like it would be for kids, there are some very mature subjects. Theme, yeah. That, yeah it's kind of, it's obviously directed for like, PG thirteen, I would say. I say I will tell you because I noted that it's rated TV fourteen for fear. Okay, you can obviously imagine that the show's premised on these things that are trying to become Keishans. There is a an evil god Keishan. It also explains why death is where he is. So he, they actually explain at one point that that Lord Death ripped the flesh off of the Keishan and used it to make a bag to hold the Keishan inside his own bag of skin. A flesh bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Classic. Like it's, it, it gets very, like, it does get very graphic Death at some flesh point. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's where I think it's kind of, it's interesting because even though it is directed for kids, it does approach these these things with a little bit, it's something that you wouldn't see in Western shows mm-hmm. um, because, like, if you, when Spider-Man came out in, the, like, the 90s, they said no guns and he wasn't allowed to, or he was very limited into how many times he can punch or kick in a show. <laughs> even though there are guns, but they turned it into laser guns. Dude, that's my point, right? right? It's like, I feel like Soul Eater is directed for like kids like, you know, about 10 to 13, right? Um, that is kind of the weird yeah. thing about the, the show is but that... But it has some mature things that it covers, and I, I think it's good. It's it, not like it just, I mean, apart from the, the sexual... That, that's where I, that's what I would say is that it's it's at odds with how because some of the style is so childlike yeah and that's where I get a little put off is that it is yeah it is such like 
a cartoon show, like in style and sound. And then there's like, you know, the bathroom, the scene. bathroom scene, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I don't know what you want me to think about this. <laughs> yeah, like, am I, is this for a kid? Is this? Am I supposed to be horny right now? <laughs> is my child supposed to be horny right now? <laughs> and that's, I think what you have to just decide is that it is for teens and older. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it but it is. is. It is strange that it it has such a youthful presentation. Right. That makes it a little confusing at first. That is its most common thing that people discredit it for. They feel like it's very childish. Like when I read like reviews on on stuff like that, like a lot of people, eh, it's too it's too crazy. You know, it's too wacky. Too it wacky. Like yeah. The reactions are so over the top. Because one of the problems is it, it's totally fine for a show to be for kids and have a kid sensibility, like like loudness and quirkiness. But if you're going to start mixing it with adult themes, then that childlike fun starts to feel like it's immature rather mm. than yes, fun. Exactly. And so when you're mixing the two styles, that's where it gets weird because I you can totally watch something that's just childlike and fun and be like, well, this is cute. But once you start being like, but it's also kind of sexual and violent, then you're like, oh, it's just immature then. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not cute. It's immature. And I don't think this show, like I said, I like the show enough that I'd, I'd watch a couple more and see if I actually like really, really like it or not. Um, so I'm not saying it it is just plain immature, but it definitely, it definitely has at least a little bit of that problem. It leans into that, yeah. though, even with the adult characters. Well, guys, all in all... I'm interested to see where it goes. I will watch a little bit more, and I don't know, maybe on another episode, I'll tell you if I if I watch a couple more, maybe I'll just give a real quick like, yeah, I lent, I ended up one way or the other. Um, but good start. I'm interested yeah. to see where it goes. I All think right. you'll. Yeah. I think if you liked that, you'll definitely like where it goes because, like I said, it gets a lot more artistic. They introduce this thing called black bu- black blood, where it starts to go with a lot of like inner monologue of what's going on inside the characters that, that that you don't see on the outside it's kind of interesting and then they of course the fighting gets a lot more intense as you go in because you start to you start to fight more witches and more powerful people and the characters themselves are also getting stronger too for sure so right. looks like we got a looks like we got a positive note for this one. We got a negative and a positive. We do. Thank you so much for listening to the Anime podcast. You can find us wherever you found this. We're not going to go through all these platforms because you know yeah. where you listen to this. But yeah. you can also find You're us listening. online at characterarc.net, Facebook and Instagram at characterarc, and Twitter on characterarc. I'm Richard. I'm Ted, and I'm Nick. I just don't like the word come. <laughs>